0: Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions.
1: I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we have a wonderful show for you today. We're going to be talking about Rampage, Ready Player One, The Miracle Season, Pandas, and Sherlock Gnomes. Right now, we're here with the lovely Benjamin talking about the new epic monster film, Rampage. Thank you so much, Benjamin, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So, we seem to be going through a pretty interesting period of, like, Amongst the films, we were getting Godzilla, King Kong. Now we're getting this new movie called Meg, which is about Megalodon. And now we have Rampage, a big giant gorilla and giant wolves and giant crocodiles. Seems like an action-packed flick. Tell us a bit about what you thought of it.
2: I had a lot of fun with this movie. Honestly, there's nothing really to it with the story and narrative. It's all pretty ridiculous. But if you start to have fun with it, it what it doesn't have in story and the strength of the story, it makes up for in visual, spectacle, and most importantly, fun.
1: Now, honestly, it's kind of like what I went, when I went to go see King Kong, I, I had to do the same thing. I had to turn my brain off and just enjoy monks just fighting each other. And when I saw the trailer for this, I'm like, I don't care. It's got Drayton Rock Johnson and a giant gorilla. Honestly, it looks like it's like a fun movie, which... At least in that department, it's fun and entertaining. So, tell us a bit about, about the action sequences in here, because it is pretty gigantic.
2: Yeah, no, it feels, re- the. I'd say the film's strongest point is the climax, when they forget, it, or they completely leave the whole story behind, and just have these giant monsters battling it out with, you know, the rock, and like, a bunch of explosions that's when I was having the most fun and was the most into the movie because it's just something about these giant monsters just you know like smashing them together then they're like the size of buildings that makes it just a lot more fun to watch than a typical battle in another movie
1: now did you feel like the action sequences in here was there anything different that this movie did with the action sequences
2: I'd say in terms of of monster movies, not really. It felt reminiscent of Kong Skull Island in a way where, you know, it's just for a while, it's just a bunch of giant monsters punching each other in the face. But I still think that sort of action formula worked.
1: Well, if there's anything like Kong Skull, I- Kong Skull Island, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy this film. So tell us a little bit about the other actors, not just Dwayne Rock Johnson, but she's from Guardians of the Galaxy. Anyway, the other actors in this film, what did you think?
2: I really liked a lot of the supporting cast because their performances are so over the top. You have Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's been in films like, um, he's been in Batman v Superman. He's also been in some other stuff. But um he plays this cowboy-like, southern-accented military operative who just delivers these lines with this sort of sarcasm. And he's a jerk, but a lot of the characters are a lot of fun to watch on screen. Another notable one is the antagonist's brother. He, he reminded me of Nicolas Cage in a way and the way he acts. And when he just he gives 110%, he always looks like he's going insane every time he's on screen. And all these weird mannerisms he has to somehow enhance his performance. Just make the film more exciting and fun.
1: Now we got some really fantastic actors. And by the way, my apologies. It is Naomi Harris who's in this film as well, and she's always fantastic. Jeffrey Dean, Mo- Dean Morgan. I'm, I'm a bit Walking Dead. I'm a bit Walking Dead fan, so I was excited to see his him in I mean, because he's just got this great persona, and he is, he's, he just keeps. No matter what he's in, whether he's a villain or he's a good guy, he's just, uh he's so charismatic, and I love him so much. So, what about, like, were there any moments in this film that you just thought, that you um kind of, like, empathized with the characters? Because I think, like, the connection that this film was trying to really focus on was between George and Dwayne Rock Johnson's character. So, like, what did you think about that interaction?
2: I thought their bond together was kind of a nice little, I wouldn't call it heartwarming, but a little more uh, sweet part of a movie that's Aww. very explosions and... Well, it's heavy it's kind of an a little emotional core and I like their sort of dynamic how Dwayne the rock Johnson's character Davis Okoye, is friends with um, George because he feels like he can connect with him and they share they share this tight relationship because they've both they then their relationship is so strong that it can basically withstand a giant a amount several different building size. Monsters and how they are always willing to stick together and never give up on one another. So, it was an interesting dynamic to have a, a, in a movie like this, but uh, I still appreciated
1: it. Yeah, it just seems like it a, a fun little connection between the two, and, you know, a little gorilla and a drain Jane, Jane Rock Johnson, you're sure to get something pretty innocent and sweet. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakey. Today's sponsor is Digimon Adventure Tree, Loss. We're also going to be talking about the films Ready Player One, The Miracle Season, Pandas, and Sherlock Gnomes. We're going to continue our wonderful conversation with Benjamin about Rampage. So, was there anything that's, in this film that surprised you, Benjamin?
2: To be honest, n- not really, and that's not a bad thing. I got exactly what I wanted, which is just this thrill ride of CGI mayhem with the star power of The Rock. It's It's pretty predictable, to be honest, but... It's just, you know, like you said, you, you just turn your brain off and just go where it wants you to.
1: And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, as long as the film gives you at least a, some form of entertainment and you at least enjoy the hour and 55 minutes of the film, then I'm sure it's worth the time, especially if you know what you're getting into. So yeah, Benjamin, um, what did you say is your favorite character in this film?
2: I'm going to say George, uh, the giant... CGI mon- or the monk, the CGI monkey at its center. He's the character I sympathize with the most, cause poor George. He didn't have a choice to become this giant hulking monster that people are afraid of. You know, it was it wasn't his fault. And the characters get beat up quite a bit in this movie, particularly George. For a, an animal, usually those are pretty safe from getting hurt getting injured in films. But here, I was kind of surprised like how much he gets beaten up. So, and how he's willing to sacrifice, or not sacrifice himself, but, you know, save his friends from harm. I really liked that. So, yeah, I'm going to say my favorite character was George. And
1: what would you say is your favorite scene?
2: I'm going to say the last third where the film shifts to Chicago where all the monsters are heading. Like I said, that's when it lets go of this sort of complex story. It's sort of built up. And then you just watch everything happen. And loads of CGI, loads of action, loads of quotable, really cool dialogue, even if it's not very well written. So it's, that's when it really turned into a popcorn movie for me, is right in that last third.
1: You know, it's, as much as some people like may say, like, oh, Hollywood's, going down with movies like Rampage, I'm like, yeah, but, like, I'm sometimes... I'm, I don't want to watch films like, you know, I, Tonya or or, like, Shape of Water. I just want to be able to, like, to turn my brain off and just be like, you know, it's a movie. It may be a popcorn flick, but it's a gourmet popcorn flick. So, uh, is there anything else about this film that you're really excited, uh, that you need to just, like, get off your chest about?
2: Yeah. People are gonna... I feel like... Although it is a popcorn movie, I can't really give it the benefit of the doubt because the story is really ridiculous. And at times, I was sort of confused. Like they they have certain things happen, but you never see how they happen, which was kind of annoyed me. I also the villain and her motivations don't make sense and feel like just extra baggage for the story to carry. But I then have to add on to the fact this isn't. And I s this isn't going to be like an award season film. It's just supposed to be a big-budget blockbuster with loads of CGI. And how many stars, and what do you say is the age recommendation for this film? I'm going to give this 3.5 out of 5 stars. And I'm going to give it an age rating of 13 to 18 for some violence, some suggestive content, and quite a few occurrences of language, as well as a certain offensive hand gesture.
1: Well, I can't wait to go see it, because I honestly, I just need to be able to go to movies and just watch, you know, big monsters fight each other. I mean, why else would I go to the movie theater? Thank you so much, Benjamin, for talking about Rampage. It's been a pleasure.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: This film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. Uh... This show is sponsored by Digimon Adventures Tree, and let's take a break, shall we?
2: Kids
0: Safe, Mother Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year, or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba and you're
3: listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Rampage and next we'll be talking with Abraham about the miracle season. Welcome to the show, Abraham. Hello. Hey, so can you tell me a little bit, um, what is the miracle season about? The Miracle
4: Season about is about a girls' volleyball team called the West High Trojans, and they have recently lost their team captain, Caroline, and they kind of have to move through that loss while
3: still playing the game. Oh, that sounds really interesting. And how did it make you feel? Was it sad? Was it funny? It, it was kind
4: of... It wasn't really funny. It was more like... It made you kind of feel like good as they work through their challenges even though they recently lost their team captain. Well, that's nice.
3: So it's an uplifting movie? Yeah. That's cool. And what would you say? Um, how was the acting? There's Erin Moriarty and Danica Yarosh. Yeah, I thought the acting was actually pretty good
4: some of the, like the younger actors weren't as good as like let's say Helen Hunt for their coach, but it was still overall a really good like for
3: acting. Oh, that's good. And when you say they weren't as good, um, what made you feel that way? They kind of felt less realistic
4: and a bit more over the top.
3: Oh, I see what you mean. And um, how was the music and the score and the sound effects? I felt the sound for hitting the ball.
4: Vol- I, I play volleyball myself, but I felt them hitting the ball was a bit over the top, which was good in its own way. Made it feel a bit more like intense when they're playing the game. And the soundtrack was pretty interesting. There wasn't anything to remember, though. Oh, that's
3: really cool that you played volleyball. Though, could you relate to the movie more because of that? I think
4: so. I kind of like like whenever I play volleyball, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I can, I do that sometimes." Or, like, I might not personally do that if I was in that situation, but I can see what they're doing. Oh, that's
3: cool. I'm sure it's fun to, like, see that and sort of connect to the characters and, you know, see, oh, I know I can do that too. (laughs) So um, what would you say your favorite part was? Um, My favorite
4: part was right when they finished their last game. I'm not going to spoil what happens. but And then, like, it was, like, super intense. And they were all, like, and before that they were being prepped, prepped up. And I felt that was really interesting how they were, like, practicing. Oh, that's
3: cool. And is there anything that was really unique or stood out about this movie in particular? There wasn't anything that unique
4: about this movie. It was kind of like any other sports movie, except for the fact that it was
3: based on, like, true events. Oh, that's cool. Were they really true to what happened in real life, or uh, were they a little dramatized?
4: Um it was a bit dramatized but not like other sports movies and it and it, it was really cool was that they showed clips of the ac- actual things that happened during that time at the during the credits.
3: Oh wow, I love it when they do that too cuz then you can also compare and contrast how they look in real life and how they do in the yeah. movie. Did they do a good job with that as well sort of I making- think they did a like a really good job for that. Oh, that's good. So, like, how did they sort of, was it a lot with the makeup or the costumes? It, it was mostly the uniforms for the team. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, I love it when they do that. And what would you say star rating is and the age range? I'd say the,
4: i give it a three and a half stars out of five, and the
3: age rating would be nine to 18. Okay, it sounds like a very interesting movie. I'll definitely add it to my list. Thank you so much, Abraham, for talking with me. Yep, glad to talk to you too. Thank you. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about... Rampage, The Miracle Season, Pandas, Ready Player One, and Sherlock Domes, and I'll continue talking with Abraham on Ready Player One. So, Abraham, what is Ready Player One about? Ready Player One is about
4: a kind of a dystopian future where there's a huge energy crisis, and and everyone's kind of like really poor. And our hero is Wade Watts, who is an 18-year-old kid who lives in his aunt's trailer in in Columbus, Ohio, in a neighborhood called The Stacks. The neighborhood's called The Stacks because it's a bunch of trailers stacked on top of each other. And the only way the citizens of the world currently can enjoy themselves is by going in this virtual reality called The Oasis, where anyone could be any, anything or anyone and do anything they want.
3: Awesome. Yeah, I watched this movie too, and it was super interesting. I love the story as well. And so what did you think about the movie overall? Was it, again, how did it make you feel? Was it exciting? Was it funny? Or was it a bit sad? It was both funny and exciting, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and how was the animation? Because I know that was a huge part, all the visual effects. I thought the
4: CGI was good, like really good, because that was like the main focus of the movie.
3: Oh, that's cool, yeah. And so how was the animation incorporated into it? So most of the time
4: was spent in the Oasis, the virtual world. So everything was CGI'd. And it seemed like a re- like a real video game that I play.
3: Oh wow! Yeah, that's really cool. It was a lot of fun to watch. And how were the music and sound effects? Well, I like the music
4: because it was a bunch of eighties like music, and like my like I watch a bunch of eighties stuff with my mom, and I it, I realize I. Rec- uh, I recognized some of those, some of
3: that music, and it was really interesting. Oh, that's cool! So you could understand all the pop references, and could you sort of relate to um, the movie in that way? Yeah, that's awesome. And w- what would you say um, was unique about this movie, or was something that stood out?
4: Something that was unique about this movie was all the pop cultural references. I've never seen like any movie with that many pop with that many pop cultural
3: references. That's interesting. Yeah, I those are really cool. I love the way they, like, sprinkled them throughout the whole movie. And, oh, what would you say your favorite part was of the whole movie? My favorite part was
4: the ending battle, the huge battle on Planet Doom.
3: Awesome. Yeah, that was really epic. And... What else did you think about cinematography of, like, the animation and when they were in real life? I felt like the real-life characters were kind of,
4: how do I put it, like, kind of bland compared to their, in, like, their their counterparts in the Oasis. But that was good because the, like, that made them feel more special in the Oasis
3: Oh, that's cool. Sounds really interesting. And finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? I'd I'd give it 4 out of
4: 5 stars, and the age rating would be 11 to 18.
3: Awesome. Thank you so much for talking to me. This movie sounds really great, and I loved it too. So thank you so much for being with me today. Yep, you're welcome. So be sure to check out Ready Player One in theaters today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by
0: Digimon Adventure Tri-Law. Kids Safe, Mother Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. Tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
1: Welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about Ready Player One and the Miracle Season. Right now, we're going to continue this lovely radio show talking about Sherlock Gnomes, Ready Player One, and right now, we're going to talk to the wonderful host Saiba about a wonderful romantic comedy, Love, Simon. Thank you so much for being on the show, Saiba. You're doing a wonderful job. Let's get right into it, shall we? So first of all, have you read the original book this is based off of?
3: No, unfortunately I have not, but it's definitely added to my book list because it seems like a really interesting one.
1: Well, I have yet to read the book either, but I love this movie. It's really cute and adorable and I eat these films up like it's candy. So um, what did you think about Love, Simon.
3: Yeah, well, I don't usually watch romantic movies either, and I only went because my friend told me it was really good, too. So I liked it. It was very different, especially for me, because I've never seen anything really like it. But I thought it was really good. The storyline was well thought out. The only thing, though, I thought was it was a little, I mean, maybe too long and maybe a little dramatized in some parts, but it was a cute movie.
1: It is definitely adorable, but also very important because it's great that we have actually some inclusive mainstream stories supporting um, for like representation of like the LGBTQ plus community. And it's fantastic that we just we just see a gay man trying to figure out his love life. And it's just, it's it's fantastic where we're able to see that, especially in the mainstream media. And it's not just one of the outhouse films. So, tell us a bit about what you thought of the characters, because you have some wonderful actors in this movie.
3: Yeah, definitely. I liked Simon. Simon was my favorite. I thought he was really sweet throughout the whole thing, and I liked his friends as well. I thought his friend Leia, she was really sweet as well, and she sort of represented a lot of kids in the high school that I know, and I felt, you know, a lot of people could relate to her, and all the characters, in fact, were really relatable, and I like that they had such a wide variety, and you usually don't see that in movies but now I really like like you said representation and you know the world is not just based on you know one sort of one people so I really like that it took many different people and created like a real high school experience and it was it was well done in that aspect
1: totally agree what would you say is your favorite scene in the film
3: Oh, my favorite scene. I think my favorite scene is, I think when he finds out that there's another gay person in his school, I think that was my favorite scene because he was so excited and then his excitement sort of radiated into the audience and everyone could feel it. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, so exciting for him. So I really liked that part and I felt the whole audience was also really feeling that part as well.
1: Yeah, I just... I love films like this that just warm your heart because I think like especially romantic comedies they're so easy to mess up or for them to come across just way too cheesy that audiences go like oh not again not this trope again but this film approached it in with some of the same elements as other romantic comedies but they always put a new twist to it that just that makes it fresh and makes it so that new audiences now can just be like ha ah, I love this film. So, what would you say is the age recommendation for this film?
3: Um, I would recommend it for ages twelve to eighteen.
1: And how many stars did you give this movie?
3: And I would give it four out of five stars. Yeah, it was good. You say four out of five stars. Yes. Yeah.
1: What happened to that one star?
3: <laughs> i think i maybe just felt a little bit in some places it was a little dramatized and maybe that's just my opinion because i don't usually watch these kinds of movies but i liked it it was good <laughs>
1: well i'm glad you really liked it it's it is a fantastic film so thank you so much Salibar, for talking about love simon this film is in theaters now so if you haven't what are you doing get up go check it out right now it's fantastic you ladies and the kids for coming attractions, I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. This show is sponsored by Digimon Adventure Try Loss. We're gonna be talking about Ready Player One and Sherlock Gnomes. Right now we're gonna continue our conversation with Saiba with Ready Player One. So thank you so much for talking about it. Let's get right into it. This film is being loved by so many people. It's the blockbuster of the of the spring. What did you think about it, Saiba?
3: Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was adventurous, it was exciting, and it was something fun just to watch on the holidays and sort of just relax and have a good laugh as well.
1: This is the only movie I I can think of that has Iron Giant, Gremlins, and a Delorean all in one gigantic movie. It's overwhelming with all the references and Easter eggs that is in this movie. So Uh, we can talk all about, like, the different things that India, but what what was your, without giving anything away, what was your favorite, like, nod to the 80s that you were like, oh, that's so cool they
3: got there? Well, I'm not unfortunately, a huge, I don't know a lot about the 80s, but I definitely really like the references, like, especially to music, like Duran Duran, and one part he was going to go dancing with his girlfriend in the movie, in in the Oasis, and he was deciding, like, you know, how should I dress? Should I dra- dress like Duran Duran, or should I dress like this? And I thought that was really funny as well. It was very subtle, but, you know, any 80s fan could recognize that.
1: Yeah, it just kind of reminds me of a song, just like, what's what happened to being on the cover of Duran Duran, where's the miniskirts near Snakeskin, and who's the other guy playing in Ben Halen? there's just, like, the song, like, what happened to the 80s? And... I feel like all of us, I think, I don't know why, but like nowadays, especially in movies, we're very nostalgic for the 80s and 90s, but because they were an awesome time. That's why. So uh, what did you think about the characters in this film? Because you got some great actors in this movie, but also it's like that you have their real life acting and you also have the video game part that you see them in. So tell us a bit about what you thought of that.
3: Yeah, I really liked all the characters, but I did feel there was a huge difference in real life in the Oasis. Like, there should be, but I felt the acting in real life was not as good, obviously, because it's not animated. But I felt it was, it could be a little cheesy with the acting in real life, and it was a little forced. But in the Oasis, everything was really amazing. The voice acting was really good, and... As well as the animation for the faces, it seemed so almost so realistic. But I think that's also what made it so cool because it's like this dreamlike world where anything could happen. And it really showed that in the movie, comparing real life and the Oasis. And yeah, I really liked how they did that. That was very cool.
1: One day we are going to have our own virtual world where we can do whatever we want. So I'm I'm ready for that. I'm ready for something like Ready Player One where we're able to do that because that's, that's, that's a dream right there. So, of course, it's directed by the legendary Steven Spielberg. So what did you think about his direction on this film?
3: Yeah, I think he did a really good job. It's obviously Steven Spielberg, but I feel like I could really see him in this film, especially after watching the BFG because I felt the animation in both movies were... Not similar, but very different and very sort of futuristic and very modern. So I could definitely see that Spielberg in the movie. And I really liked the animated world. And I could tell he put a lot of work in. But it was a fantastically directed movie.
1: Yeah, especially since you have to put all the special effects in there. I remember he I was watching an interview with him and he said that was the hardest part. Because he really wanted to capture this this world they go into, the Oasis. And he, by gosh darn it, Steven Spielberg, why do you have to be so good? It's just, he does it, he, it's just so good. Uh, what did you think about the action in this film?
3: Yeah, I really liked the action as well. It was, it got me, you know, excited. And it prevented me from falling asleep. And especially the action towards the end, that got really and sort of heart racing because I read the book as well and they changed it a lot but I still surprisingly liked the movie and in the end in the book there's more action which I was like I wish they had kept but I still like the action scenes they're not overdone and they were not too little they were just right. So
1: It's just it it's it's definitely is a wild ride, and this is something that you need to experience in the big screen, I believe. Wouldn't you agree Saiba? Yes, for sure. Well, how many stars would you give this film and what you say is the age range?:
3: I would give it four, yeah, I' give it four out of five stars, and recommend it recommend it for ages 11 to 18.:
1: Well, lovely. Well, thank you so much Saiba for talking about Ready Player One and Love Simon. It's been a pleasure as always.
3: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: This film is in theaters now. You need to go see it on the big screen. Don't wait till it's on Netflix or Hulu Plus or Amazon. You need to experience with the surround sound, the gigantic silver screen, and a big audience to laugh and cry with. So please go check out this film now. With that said, let's take a break. I am your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Digimon Adventures. Try, loss.
0: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
3: Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Ready Player One, Rampage the Miracle Season. And next, we'll be talking with Izzy and Benjamin on Sherlock Gnomes. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello, thanks for having me.
5: Hi, thanks,
3: thanks for having hey. me. Hey, so um, I'm looking forward to this movie because obviously the great Johnny Depp is in it, and I like the first one. So, Benjamin, can you tell me a little bit about what is Sherlock Gnomes about?
2: So Sherlock Gnomes is a sequel to Romeo and Juliet, and here you got the two main characters from that movie where they moved to New Garden in London and it's disappointing to their entire little village of gnomes. And then Romeo and Juliet are appointed as the new leaders of the garden. So they're in charge of everything that goes on there. But then, all across London, gardens are being erased of all signs of gnomes. And Sherlock Gnomes and his partner Watson are on the case. And with the help of Romeo and Juliet, they'll catch the person behind all of it and bring them to justice.
3: <laughs> oh, it sounds like a fun movie. Very adventurous. So, Izzy, can you tell me a little bit about how was the voice acting? There was obviously the great Johnny Depp, James McAvoy, and Emily Blunt.
5: The voice acting was great. I feel like the, they kind of... they As I would imagine the characters, if I hadn't seen the movie or the trailer, that's what I would imagine them to be. They did a great job on... The voice acting it really made the characters seem like the characters.
3: That's really great. Yeah, I love it when they can really capture the essence of the actor in. I'm mean, sorry, the essence of the character in their voice. And Benjamin, how how was the animation? What did you think of it?
2: I didn't really like the animation. I never felt like it did anything all that inventive, and I thought that a lot of the gnomes you could clearly. C- were animated which isn't always a bad thing but I was just sort of expecting a little more from the animation itself
3: oh wow that's interesting what more would you have liked to see be done with the animation just
2: maybe looking making the gnomes look a little more I don't know cartoonish I guess the gnomes they were trying they didn't look real enough to be real but they didn't look cartoony enough to be cartoons So, I'd say it was just, like, right in the middle, and it didn't really work. I also would have added just a little bit more colors, I'd say. I thought that was sort of something it lacked.
3: Oh, very interesting. And, Izzy, what would you say about the music and sound effects?
5: Well, the sound effects were great for the breaking glass and the falling bones and stuff. And the music was great, because it was Elton John, and everyone loves Elton John, am I not right?
3: Yes, very true. Following Bones, that's an interesting sound effect. I'm weirded. Is it a spoiler if I ask where that comes in? No, it ca- well, it came in in the very start, so I guess it's not technically a spoiler. Okay. Yeah, it's sounds very different and unique. And Benjamin, what would you say your favorite part was?
2: I think my favorite part is actually the beginning, of the very beginning of the movie. There this is on a spoiler cuz it happens at the beginning. It's they have all these little gnomes and they're like reading out of a storybook. And they go through the series of gnome puns on like, oh, yeah, what story are you going to tell? And they're like, Indiana gnomes, game of gnomes. I thought it was very funny. And it's uh, ironic because we were the person I went to see it with. We were talking about what gnome puns they could come up with during the movie. And then they brought some of those up during right at the beginning.
3: Oh, how funny. That's amazing. Game of Gnomes. I would like to see that one day. (laughs) And um, Izzy, how about you? What is your favorite part?
5: My favorite part was probably right in the middle where they were solving the mysteries. That was my favorite because I am very into mysteries. I love mysteries. So while they don't know who quite did it and they're not... Exactly. They don't even know about it yet. I like it when they're thinking about it and they're seeing the clues. It's real fun. I love
3: it. Awesome. That's great. And um, Benjamin, did you have a favorite character or was there someone you could relate to in the movie?
2: My favorite character was Sherlock Gnomes played by Johnny Depp. I thought Johnny Depp did a great job of sort of bringing Sherlock Gnomes to life on screen. But it still felt like, you know, he made it his own of the detective. Uh, he was more goofy and more fun, which I liked. And I thought he was brought to light or translated to a kid's movie really well.
3: Awesome, yeah. I Who doesn't love Johnny Depp? I mean, he's amazing. And is Izzy, um, what would you say your favorite character was?
5: My favorite character was the giant golden
3: cat that's so funny um where does this giant golden cat come in kind of in the middle
5: in a china shop there's this giant golden cat being held by all these little little not golden but these little white cats and they're holding him on a pillow and he's just going "Meow, meow 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 and it's ridiculous he's my favorite
3: Oh, that's adorable. And finally, what would you say the star rating and age range would be?
5: I would say a nine to eighteen. Um, I think adults will like it too. But the reason why I say a nine is because most little kids wouldn't understand or they they'd get bored. So yeah, nine to eighteen I think adults would like it. And I give it a four out of five stars. I love this movie. It was super fun, but I still give it... I, I don't give it a 1 because... I, I don't give it one more star because it was just... Well, like I said, some littler kids would get bored or wouldn't understand.
3: Awesome. Sounds like a fun movie. And Benjamin, what would you say is the age range and star rating? I'm going
2: to give it 3 to 7, I think. or I think, yeah, 3 to 7. Because I don't. I think younger kids will be into it, but older kids will probably just sort of think it's dumb. (laughs) And I think adults will enjoy themselves mostly. Uh, and I give it two and a half out of five stars. I wasn't really expecting a lot from it, but I just felt. It wasn't really for me either. But I just didn't have a lot of fun, and I thought it wasn't very funny and couldn't have been as funny. I. It should have been more funny for uh, how good a concept that it is on paper.
3: Oh, man, I see what you're saying. Well, we got some mixed emotions, but go see for yourself. Sherlock knows and theaters today. Thank you so much, Izzy and Benjamin, for being here today. It was my pleasure to talk to you guys.
5: Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
3: Thank you. You You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the miracle season, Rampage, Ready Player One, Pandas, and Sherlock Gnomes. And we'll be continuing talking with Izzy about Pandas. So... Pandas, I just have to say, are my favorite animals and I absolutely love them. And so, what would you say, Izzy? What is this movie about? And sort of, what does the documentary follow?
5: follows pandas. And it follows one panda named Chen Chen, literally follows her. And it just, I don't know, it teaches you about how the pandas live and how they're trying to rehabilitate the pandas into the wild.
3: Oh, wow, that sounds really interesting. And how was Kristen Bell as the narrator? Did she do a good job getting you excited about pandas?
5: I think she did a great job compared to how other narrators would have done, because other narrators would have been more serious and a lot less funny. She was she was expressive, She wasn't like some of the duller other narrators. She was, um, she did great for speaking about how she felt about the pandas, how the pandas were, what the pandas were doing. She did an awesome job expressing.
3: Awesome. And was this documentary happy? Was it sad? Was it funny? Or was it a little bit of everything? What did you think?
5: I think it was a little bit of everything. Because there was a sad moment and scary moment, and then there were these happy moments and these funny moments, and then there's a serious moment, so everything, mixed emotions. That's awesome. And how come it was scary or sad? Well, I don't know if it's considered a spoiler. It's probably in the middle, though, of the movie. But one panda gets really hurt, um, and... There's this one guy that raised her, and he's down in America, so he can't be there for the one time she has to have him. Like, the one time he he seriously needs to be there. He's all the way down in America, and I guess that's all I can technically say because it's kind of near the end, so that's all I could say.
3: Oh poor baby. I don't know. That made me so sad to see a panza get hurt. But what would you say about the places they went in China and the scenery and everything about that? Oh, some of the places were beautiful. They got the best
5: shots. There were these beautiful mountains and these pretty pine forests and then there was this jungly area. And it was just beautiful all the way through. There were rivers, and then there were trees and mountains, and it really just showed you the wild side of China.
3: Wow, that's really cool! And I know you said the shots are really great, but how did the cinematography complement these amazing, the amazing scenery? Well,
5: I don't know. I guess they 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 got close up shots of the pandas and some of the wilder pandas, which is pretty cool. Because I mean. Not a lot of people get that, and they got um, lots of up high shots in the like you know maybe on drones or something. Um, and they got these really pretty lower shots of the lower scenery, like ground and tree stumps.
3: That's awesome. It sounds very beautiful. And finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? Well, the age rating would be
5: 2 to mm, 10 years old. I think uh, no, sorry. 2 to uh, 18 years old. I also think adults would like it too because of how beautiful it is. And I give it a 5 out of 5 star rating. I love animals. This is, if you're in the Uh, pandas, I was about to say pineapples, pandas and animals and China, then you're going to want to watch this movie.
3: Awesome. I think I I really do want to watch it. And thank you so much for talking with me about pandas. It was great. Well, thank
5: you for having me talk about them
3: because I enjoy wildlife. (laughs) thank you so much and be sure to check out pandas today in theaters thanks so much for joining us you have been listening to kids first coming attractions to watch our latest reviews of the latest films dvds tv shows music and apps and to learn how you can join our kids first film critics team go to www.kidsfirst.org have a great day